Roger. Yeah, I think you're pulling the wrong one. I'm just... Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in me. Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Oh. Hello. That's what we call a bass test. Actually, it's more like a mid-range test. Welcome to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton, a.k.a. Jimmy Jackson, a.k.a. Jason Pepperhouse, a.k.a. Terry Wishletter, a.k.a. Gorvin Duke, Paul, Ben, David, Michael, Jeff, Steve, Rick, Jack, Jim, Earl, Cash, Tip, Duke, Flip, Gun, Coin, Tuft, Joel, Greg. <laughs> That's me, the official owner, driver, and operator of Daddy's BRT, a.k.a. Daddy's Big Red Truck, also known as Dripped. That's right, it's also known as Dripped now. Just Dripped. That's, that's D-B-R-T. Dripped. The cashless wish tester, thunder investor, guest inspector, bum light flector, flectarn investor. Here on the executive buffet, we have full hands on the branch. We're touching thrips. If you, does anyone here know what a thrip is? I think that's right. Is that, is that a thing? A thrip? I think it's a name for like a little bug that can fly. A thrip! Not a thurp, not a twerp, not a twip, not a... It's a thrip. It's a real thing. It's, a, it's called a thrip. Thank you for being here on Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton and all the names I just said. Those are all real and actual and uh, 100%. They've been vetted. Um, you've been vetted. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate your support through all the uh, all the times and times. It's been um, it's been great. It continues to be great. All those things. Please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, last week I didn't have a podcast because I was deep in my own shit trying to work on this live show, which I'm going to be touring with this summer. It's really exciting. I'm really ex- a lot of cool shit happened that I wasn't expecting to happen, and it's all going to be repeatable too, which is uh, very exciting. So I have to say this right now. This summer, I will be available to be seen in Chicago at the hideout on July 15th. I'll be in Milwaukee on the 16th. I'm not sure where just yet. I may be in someplace else in Wisconsin on the 17th. I'll be in Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota on Friday, July 19th at the Parkway Theater. I'll be in Iowa. I think it's Des Moines, Iowa at Vaudeville Muse on the 20th of July. I'll be at good old New York City on July 22nd at Union Hall. That show last year was fucking ridiculous. And then I'll be in Philadelphia on the 23rd of July at Good Good. Also a show that last year was fucking ridiculous. The show in Minneapolis last year was fucking ridiculous. Jeez. That was only in the fall, though, so it's just, this is on the heels. Not so much on the heels, but in the footsteps of that. It's going to be great. Um, I may be, I'm probably going to be doing some more shows on the 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, probably in the East Coast, Midwest area. Just not sure yet. I'm still coming together 
I'm try, we're trying to go to Texas for the week of the 8th of July, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And it's going to happen. Uh, just, I don't want to say anything yet because they haven't nailed down the dates and the venues and everything. So I don't want to get your hopes up. But those are the dates for sure. Chicago, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Des Moines, New York, Philadelphia for sure. If you live within 100 miles from any of those places, you've got to come out. It's going to be a fucking rip current. <laughs> but one you watch or maybe one that you you get to like, okay, I know how to navigate this rip current. I'm going to dip in. I'm going to go out sideways. And be like, wow, I could have just enough to swim back to shore and be like, holy shit, dude, you see that? That's what it's going to be like essentially. So. I read some recent reviews of the podcast. And I gotta say this, y'all are fucking crazy in a good way. This is some of the best shit where I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you guys are fucking insane. Big King XL is the name of the review by you Eric Eugene says Dist Big King with the X-ray onion right here. This location makes it good. And then the next one is from Mrs. Hot Dog who says, Grand Slam, baby. This podcast raised my credit score. Thanks, Johnny. And this one says, this is from, uh, by JDJCJIX in the question, the podcast, the, the, <laughs> the review is named, How? Johnny Pemberton cleared up my measles and my mumps. And this one writes, So much delicious information about the James Worthy IV4s or IVs and other rare basketball foot, footwear. This shit's fucking insane. I love it. Keep them coming. Keep writing reviews that, that are like that. Or maybe make them long and even anything. Anything esoteric, crazy, bizarre, and just downright fucking crazy. I'll take it. If you want to be a, a real in-depth connector, you can go to patreon.com slash live to tape. I'm about to, I know this has been a long fucking time coming, but I'm literally about to drop a Spotify playlist for every single episode of the podcast that's only going to be available on Patreon. I'm sorry. It may eventually be available to everyone else, but I feel like that's just something where that's, if that's what you want, then you know where to get it. Patreon.com slash live to tape. Podcasting to me is sort of like fishing, where it's always, uh, you know what it is, a good day at fishing, a bad day at fishing beats a good day at work. I feel like that's kind of what it is, but imagine having a good day at fishing. This podcast and the one after it featuring my boy, Chris Crofton, is what happens when you go fishing and you fucking are pulling them in. You're fucking pulling those smallmouth bass in. You're pulling those crappies. Actually, we don't want crappies. We're pulling in some fucking fresh, perfectly sized walleye. They're just popping. We're just... The lines are zinging. That's what this podcast is. It's that. It's not, so, it's a, it's not a bad day fishing. This is a good day fishing. That's good. I don't like the way that sounded. That felt like a different person. I truly do not like the way 
that sounded. But uh, thank you so much for listening and continuing your support for this uh, audio product. Yeah, yeah, no problem, Jack. I'll just continue supporting and rating and reviewing and listening and downloading and going to patreon.com slash live the tape and going to see the shows on tour and the live the tape new color t-shirts will be available soon. sunglasses bro sick do I want some do you want some fuck no before they built that it looked like just an average room yeah. it's, they spent a lot of money trying to make it look like it's not in this building like no it's like a room it's like a, like a lounge conference room I think it's something I don't know. I think it is here. <laughs> it's a booze conference room. Like maybe, I don't know. There's probably a lot of drink drinkers now that it's like artisanal time. Do you say you can drink in your meetings now because it's artisanal? Artisanal, yeah. You know, like... Artisanal, I'm an artisanal drunk. Tune together. You can tune to me. Tune for, for you though. Well, then you have to adjust to me. I know. See, that's, well, I'll, I'll just adjust to you then. I adjust. This is such a fucked up tuner though. I adjust to you. I need a new power source for this tuner. Why? Because it doesn't. It almost works. It's just old. It's not. Yeah. It's just not. A, the power source is burning out. Isn't that one of those things? Though, if it works, it works. <clears throat> you know, I can't get a straight answer. I'm saying it. 
think that's... It shouldn't even brought this fucking thing. Why? Because look what I just did to it. There's something wrong with this tuner. I don't know what the hell's in that. Why don't you just tune to me like I said? Oh, that's wrong. That's the wrong note. What note is that? I got it. This is an F if you want an F. Close enough. Do you know the phone is an F? Close enough. Do you know the phone is an F? What's that? Dial tone. When you were tuning up in the 1970s or whatever. It's an F. Dial tone. I wonder how many bands tuned up to, to the dial tone. Like That was like how they did it in the 70s. That would be really cool. Have you ever heard of that in your life? Yes. You have? But I forgot what it was. I forgot no what note it was. Oh, but you've heard of people doing that? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's so cool. I just learned that just the other day. Like, uh... This is like Al DiMiola and John McLaughlin <laughs> together again. It's Paco De Lucia and Al DiMiola back together again on the San one night, San Francisco. It's that that special stage where people play who are really good. What's the what's the best place to play if you're like the fucking hot shit in San Francisco, like in the in the sixties? House of Blues. <laughs> you know that, you know that record I'm talking about? Fillmore? Uh, I'll find it here for you. I'll, I'll find it here for you, baby. Fillmore. <laughs> um, Fillmore called, West. You know who Al DiMiola is? Uh, not exactly, but I know, you know, I know his genre. I know who you're trying to do. You know, uh, there's something called uh, Friday Night in San Francisco. It's John McLaughlin, Paco De Lucia, and Al DiMiola. When I was a kid and I was in guitar camp, this was uh, a big, this was an album that people listened to big time. You were in guitar camp? I went for a week. I went to guitar camp <laughs> yeah. for a week in Canada. Wow. Wow, in Canada. Three three times in the summer when I was in high school. Fuck, did you learn Loverboy songs because it was Canada? I didn't. Can I they're Canadian. I mean, it was mostly like professional musicians, like studio musicians teaching us how to play. So it was a lot of like technical stuff. Like, Well, you're much younger. So what year was that? This was probably like... 1995. Oh fuck! So mid grunge. So it was like a lot oh, of dude, like, long hair, hardcore. middle parts, and shit. There was one guy we used to call Bush guy. This is this that is that album. Fun. This is the album. This is us right now. I listen to this now. I've never listened to this without headphones on, laying in a bed. <laughs> it's like virtuoso versus virtuoso versus virtuoso. Uh, you ever heard yeah. this before? No. And it's oh, obvious why. It. No. Does this inspire you, Chris? I don't want to hear. No. A couple it's of. It's about to get really good. Hear those runs? Yeah. Did you know that. Um, the... Italian fucking hair metal dudes fucking playing Spanish guitar. I believe that uh, <laughs> maybe Al Miola or Paco de Lucia, one of them was is credited as the world's fastest guitar player. Did you know that? I mean, there's one reason I would never want to listen to this, and it just makes me feel bad about my own guitar playing, too. Well, who cares about that, right? Well, I don't worry. Yeah, I don't actually... It's like a split. Like, do I care about being good at guitar? Like, how much of me not caring about being good at guitar is because I can't be, and how much is because I actually don't really care? I mean, I, I think I don't care, but I bet part of it is because I can't be. See, the only thing this music makes me want to do now is, like, order food. <laughs> Like it's not this a does have a checkered tablecloth kind of vibe. Just like ah uh, yes. Yeah. Can we get oh, more bread? Can we? I'm sorry. Can we see the menu again? <laughs> you know this this music makes me want to say is um actually can we hold on to the menu because we might want to order some Wait, more. Wait, is today unlimited meatballs or is it Wednesday? Oh tapas, <laughs> tapas. 
When's the last time you had tapas? You know, I don't think I've ever had tapas. <laughs> Why not? Because uh, it, it's too complicated. I'd rather just eat a Trader Joe's wrap in the aisle and get done with eating, get <laughs> do down you, to street activity. How often do you eat at Trader Joe's, Chris? Quite a bit. I mean, like, uh, Ooh, four days a week. Listen. Wow. Four. Oh! Yeah. You let that last low string blade bang, shake out. I feel like if you can play guitar that well, you should... Be a rocket scientist, and if you're not a rocket, sci- rocket scientist and you play the guitar, it's just because you're too lazy to be one. Have you? <laughs> you have know you what ever- I mean? Like that's kind of a complicated thing I just said, but the idea that a, a a good guitar player is just a lazy rocket scientist, like you know, like it's like a rocket scientist that just wants pussy. Actually, Al Miola has an album cover that looks like that. Are we recording? No, we're not recording. Are we recording? Oh, then this is... Okay. I got... Oh, we are... <laughs> I thought we, oh, we are recording. I want to know... This is a question I have about Al Dia. First of all, who? which one is Al Miola and which Miola. one is Zanzibar? Okay, Paco Chifrio, de Lucia is legit Spanish. Paco de Lucia is a Spanish guy. Uh-huh. Uh, Al Miola, I believe, is... I'm not sure if he's... Uh, he's not, I'm not sure if he's European or not, but he... He is probably, you know, his name is Al Dimiola. He's probably maybe, he's Mexican. Maybe he's uh, Spanish. Sounds Italian. Paco de Lucia is a flamenco guitarist. Are you familiar with flamenco? I mean, not that pronunciation of it. Let me know what it is. (laughs) I don't know anybody. Everyone I know is from Connecticut, so they say flamenco. Flamenco. No, I don't know anybody from Connecticut anymore, but that's where I came up. I came up in Connecticut. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. Um, this is my guest today, Chris Crofton. Hey. Chris, you want to shake off that E string, give it that gang. Just that? Oh, you got like your fingernails on? Oh, you got a pick. pick. I don't have a pick. Okay, can I hear that E, please? So I'm high or low? That's about you're in the neighborhood. I don't know what I'm... Let me hear it again, please. Hi, welcome to Tuning the Podcast. Yeah, this is going to be a great podcast. It's already starting off. Okay, do you want a, do you want a high E? I'm getting the high E from the low. Yeah, you're, you're good. You're better at tuner than, tuning than I am. I used to tune a lot when I played bass. Well, I should be good at tuning. I've been tuning. I'm older than you, and I've been tuning forever, but I still suck at it. But I, I have I had more schooling in the uh, the technical arts of playing that's true. probably. That's true. From, I learned how to play guitar. From a bunch of Canadians. That's yeah. I've never had Canadian training. Canadians with long hair. I've never had. Yeah, fuck. That's serious stuff. Um. So yeah, I'll do. See, there's there were a tremendous number of Italians in the music industry. It seems in like the 70s and 80s. Uh, yeah, what is that? And all I can think is that was when there was a business and you could make money. So a lot of these people were like, maybe Italians are more business-minded, and they're just like, you know what, I'm getting out as soon as there's no money. There's no money anymore. So anybody who who makes music now is like... Uh, you have heard of the mob, right? Yeah. That's probably what it is, right? Is that, it's like oh, a mob you think thing. they were like like, like the that's... godfather? Like... Hey, you got to listen to Al. Okay, look, yeah, Al, right. it's really good, okay? <laughs> look, if you hop out Johnny McAlope, remember it happened in The Godfather, that's right? That's what I was, yeah. Was that an actor, though? Was it an actor? 
Same that was thing. a singer. Singer, yeah, he's a singer. It was about it was a, it was a nod to the story of Frank Sinatra getting his it was. break that way. But his name was Johnny, right? Like, like Johnny Ponioni. Yeah, his name was like Johnny. Johnny Piastantini. He's really good. Yeah. Johnny Panarello. You're gonna love him. Yeah. So like there are, if you look at the credits to any 1970s record album or right. 80s, there's Italians all over them, and I don't think. Yeah. Not anymore. And I think it's because they were like, you know what? There's no money in this business anymore. I'm going to start a pet store. I mean, so, I think they were just being like. So who are the heads now? Who are the guys who are playing, doing those parts? You're talking about the studio musicians, right? I guess. I, I just think there was like a more of a. Music, music could be looked at as like a job, like a regular fucking job. Like you could be like, I'm going to start a restaurant or be a plumber or be a yeah. musician. You had a shot at making a living if you were badass at playing guitar. Or if you were just competent and consistent, right? Yeah. Just like and now, showed up. I just feel like there was like a, um, there was just more like regular, like, I don't, I don't know how to say it. There's. I don't know how to say it, like, like unless I'm stereotyping Italians, just like, they're it. just, like, laborers. But I just mean, like, Let there's... Let it out. They are a bunch like, of laborers. It was like a musician's union kind of thing. Like, now you're in the musician's union, you're not going to make a living, like, the way you did back then. Like, you like were, like, band? a bricklayer. You know, you laid the fucking foundation. Yeah, like Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cracker was made up of mostly union Italians. <laughs> When's the last time you listened to this song? Uh... Again, like on, on my own, like on my own terms, like on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh God, I don't know. Maybe never. <laughs> Something about the beginning of this song to me is almost like My Bloody Valentine. You're right. It is. Yeah. It's like My Bloody Valentine, like. Except for that snare. Kevin Shields will never have a snare no, pop that hard. No, fuck no, no way. Whack. Whack. No. I kind of like that pop though. I think Crackers. Not a bad band, yeah, actually. Yeah, not bad. Summertime, time, but dingy do. <laughs> <laughs> I took a shit home. What about you? Yeah. Mm. My soul is ragged from the days. I got it to go boxes filled with food. <laughs> Have you ever seen the sun at night? Yeah. Have you seen I the moon during so the day? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes oh I feel like the moon. We can harmonize. The you moon is me. Just what to do. The moon is me. <laughs> With you girls, like smoking a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Same difference. Whatever happened to all out of this? I feel like that's missing in a lot of music today, isn't it? It's Fuck, everything's missing for music today. This is missing? All you know parts of music are missing. You know what's also missing? is a lot of this. A pick, pick slide. Pick slides, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those. Especially when you got like a nice Proco Rat Turbo on full. Um... It's just a oh, distortion like a pedal, pedal, like a yeah, guitar yeah, pedal, pedal. You're calling yeah. it, yeah, yeah. Rat, yeah, rat's The rat. There it is. Return of the Rat, uh, Nirvana song. What about this? Oh, wait, is Return of the Rat a Wipers song? I think Return oh, of the dude. Rat is a Wipers song yeah, that Nirvana some... covered. Yeah, Return of the Jesus, thank God I caught that, or there'd be mail. You'd get you sacks of mail. I've said this, I've said this a thousand times, but I believe that if you can't misspeak on a podcast, where can you? <laughs> That's true. 
Yeah. This shit is so fucking, fucking good, song. it's ridiculous. Yep. I was obsessed with wipers for a good, like, six months. They're truly one of the most underrated... Well, you know what I think it is, though? Let's listen to this real quick, though. It's so fucking hot. Yeah, that's fucking grunge. I mean, that's why... This is Nirvana. Yeah, Nirvana was like... Kurt gave credit to Wipers yeah, for... Yeah, it's Wipers plus Jesus Lizard equals Nirvana. Yeah, and... Wipers had the formula. I mean, just not yeah. heavy, but not... What's the dude from Wipers' name? He's still around. He still puts out all these records, you know that? Yeah, I don't know his name. I never, I you know, I I found out about the wipers through Nirvana. Yeah. I was. Uh, I found out about him like even much much later. I was listening pretty much exclusively to Steve Winwood until 1990. Are you serious? I grew up in Connecticut, man. I didn't have an older brother. I was a slave. Oh, until to... the 90s. That's that's not that bad. No, no. I mean, I, as soon as I went to college, yeah, I had to go to college to find out about Greg Sage. I met from people wipers. from New York, you know, and they told me about shit that. If you were living in suburban Connecticut, man, they there's like an art blockade. They, they don't they don't want you to know about anything. They yeah. want to just keep you on that stockbroker track. They don't want you excited about shit. They want you to calm the fuck down and SBT. Yeah, you're just allowed to drink. You're not allowed to rock. You can rock a little bit, right? Like a little bit of what's his name, uh, Springsteen. Well, no, you. I mean, I just mean like. Like punk. I probably say this all the time. I mean, it's so boring. But like, when I where I grew up, it was like, people told me I was funny, so I should be a lawyer. <laughs> I mean, they were, they were serious because they didn't know about any occupations. Yeah. That had you could be funny. That had any. They were like in cross examination. You could be funny. When I was when I posted that tweet a few months ago, when I said I was, I said, hey everyone, thanks for everything. But this has been a long time in coming. But and it's a really hard decision to make. But I decided to make a career change. I'm going to be a lawyer. Yeah. If you have any recommendations for law school that I appreciate, a lot of these people believed me. Yeah. And some people, one person told me, they were like, yeah, I saw that. And I thought it was real. And I was like, yeah, I guess you would be a really good lawyer. And I was like, any comedian would be a good lawyer. Yeah. Every comedian would be a good lawyer, at least in the part that doesn't require any research. Like, yeah, I mean, like, you get like, to, that's like one one hundredth of yeah. the job of being a lawyer would be where funny would be Funny or like lying to strangers, essentially. Yeah. It's, what my client, what you see here, yeah, this is a man. He's a man with a lot of problems. I've got a lot of problems. I <laughs> shit my pants this morning. Did I want to? No. Does anyone want to shit their pants? No, you don't. Find me someone who wants to shit their pants, okay? What I'm trying to say here is this man, Greg, he didn't want to hit his wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's how comedy could help in the, in the, yeah. And it would also be like, I mean, you wouldn't get to really get good at comedy, so you'd probably be doing some pretty... Bad comedy. ...base-level jokes, like you talk a lot about shitting your pants. Well, unless you did what I was said I was threatening to do was to quit comedy after 10 years and go into law. Is that what you were going to do a long time ago? No, it's just like two months ago. I, I saw this. that, but yeah. are you, was that a real plan that you had? I did take the LSAT before I moved to Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. I took it because I thought, you know, that's like a thing. It's like a career default button. I think if you have 
any sort of education and you're not, uh, you know, if you have any any intellect at all and you've, you're educated, it's like just like, oh, I guess I can be a lawyer. That's like a thing, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I For like four years from like probably 1984 to 1988, I told people I was going to be a lawyer, but I was also like, Drinking a lot and not very yeah. smart, so I don't think any. You know, when you're that age where you say you're going to be something, but you don't yeah. have any anything vested in it at all. It's you just, just have to, vested in saying it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I said that to some people. Well, they say, oh, that's great. Yeah, because they were all going to be lawyers too, or else like finance. I mean, nobody I knew from Connecticut was going to be anything interesting at all. They were all like, you know, just money or. I mean, we didn't know about anything else. I mean, the movie theater was showing A River Runs Through It, and the radio was playing Steve Winwood. I mean, how are you supposed to get inspired to... And then Prince came on, and that was the end of my life. Is that what, is yeah. that what did it for you, really? Yeah, I heard One Doves Cry, and that was the end of that. Are you serious? Yep. It was the first, like, weird thing that broke through to I my like Connecticut I've... mind. I don't even... This is hard for me to say, but I don't love Prince. But I do like. I do love him. I think he's great. But the music, I've never been like a huge Prince person, but I, I understand it. I don't think I would have gone probably this if song? it hadn't been right time, right place. Yeah. Where were you? This is Connecticut, 1983. I was 14 and um, playing the radio, and they're usually playing like whatever top 40. I don't know. Uh, I forget what was on. Bob so, Seger or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what. You know, and then all of a sudden there's this, and you're like, what is this? And just sounded sounded different way different than anything so I, this was like you, a big hit yes yeah, i mean this so is this got on to top 40 and then it was just like then i started buying prince records and then i then i was a connecticut guy who listened to steve winwood and um uh the prince record 1999 which is a pretty weird record if you besides oh, yeah, that so real. i was just like I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just listening to Prince and Steve Miller, but I was the definitely Steve Winwood? and Steve Winwood, Steve all the Steves, all the white dudes. Yeah, higher love. This was like me and my girlfriend making out in 1986. This like is for real, a convertible. This was me. I'll tell you exactly what this was. This was me dead seriously wearing fucking boat shoes, khakis, uh-huh. a striped polo shirt. Getting a hand job in the parking lot of a golf course. To him. To this song. And that was, I'll tell you what, you know what? It doesn't matter. If you're getting a hand job in 1986, it's actually wonderful. I, I had a great, this was a great time in my life. <laughs> this was like the best, I mean, because I, having your first girlfriend doesn't really matter what the soundtrack is. You can listen to anything. When you're getting your first hand job and you're you're gonna, you know, it's fine. <laughs> you can even be listening to Einsterob, Einsterob New Batten or whatever they're called. Yeah, what is that band? I don't know, I but a hand job will override whatever you're listening to. If it's your first hand job, doesn't matter. Totally, because it's very special. I, I lost my virginity I to the song. Um, this is crazy. The song Lady by John Denver. Are you serious? Yes, and that song is a miserably you, sad song. But you like John Denver a lot, I did. Right? I put it on. You mean so, My Sweet Lady? Yeah, that's it. I put this shit on too, like I knew something was about to... Still not in key. <laughs> Hello, looking for John Denver, please? 
I'll, I can sing it without them. Lady. Lady, are you crying? Can you perform it with your guitar? No. Okay. The tears belong to me. Like, I'm taking off my boxers to get ready to have sex next to my furniture I got for my first communion. You got furniture for your first <laughs> something communion? Like something like that. You know what I mean? It was like... Lady. But this is a weird song to have sex to. I mean, like, for your first time, but this is it. I mean, it is My Sweet Lady. It's a compliment. On vinyl. Damn. But did it have that... You know that thing that people love about vinyl? It's that warm crackle. <laughs> yeah. It lasted about a minute and a half. And then I lied to my girlfriend and said that I had already had sex one time before with some woman she didn't know, which was made up. And what did she say? Because she was like, oh, my God, I took your virginity because she had already had sex. I think that's usually the case, isn't it? And I was like, no, no, you didn't. Oh, really? And I was like, yeah, no, there's another girl last year. Did that make her feel better or worse? I think it made her feel sad. Why? And I was just, well, because she wanted to be the one who took my but virginity. How did she even think she was? Because she was right. But I know, but what I'm saying... Because <laughs> she, she said knew me. Did she say it afterwards or before? Afterwards. She was on the phone with her friend, and she was saying, I, like, in front of me, saying I took Chris's virginity. I was like, no, you didn't. But why would she say that, though? Because she was ha she was proud of it. But she thought, how? why would she think she was right? That's what I'm asking. Because up until I met her, the chances of me having a girlfriend were like... Snowball's chance in hell was that I mean, there's was, was like she saved my ass. She saved it in terms of like I would have gotten for me to end up losing my virginity at 17 was a kind of a surprise to me. Yeah, so you just she just assumed basically. Yeah, and she was right. And also, she assumed probably from my performance, which right. is you know, I'm sure just you know, nothing. But after you told her, what would she like? like what I thought it was, yeah, and I was just like, oh no, I've had lots of sex before you, and she was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, kind of like I mean, she was like, because I'm sure she was like. She also knew I was lying, so she's like probably more like my boyfriend's a liar. I just she found out. Check that off on her list. Yeah, something. She was. I took Chris's. Yeah, songs you can't write, like songs like. I like. I'm gonna put this cold. Put it down. This cold brew down. Hold on. I did a thing. Yeah, it's funny, if you could write songs about, you know, like anything, it'd be so much easier to write songs. Like, if I could write a song that people would tolerate about that, like... I feel like you can write a song about anything, Chris. I, I laid down on the floor of my childhood room. <laughs> That's already weird, you it know what I mean? Sounds good, keep going. I laid down on the floor of my childhood room. Hey, is that... Laid down on the floor and it was with you. Already good. I was 17 years old, or you should say 17 years young. <laughs> <laughs> and it happened before I knew it, and then we were done. Jesus Christ, Chris. But I love sex now. <laughs> yeah, I love sex. I'm not very good at it, but I do my best. I love sex. Yeah, I love sex now. I only know about one 
improving and I'm learning and improving with my lady. That was great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Good song. Outstanding. It's so easy to write songs. I mean, that's a keeper. That'll be on the record. That could be on your B side. You could be like, you could put on a B side of like 25 second uh, songs like that. I would buy it. The fuck is that? What song? is that? There's music coming out oh, of somewhere. Oh, that's actually John Denver. I didn't turn it down low enough. Oh, that's Great. Wooden Indian. That's the song Wooden Indian. Can you play say, a second of that? Okay, here we go. Wooden Indian. This is insane. This is a like a Native American rights song, but he's like, I am a wooden Indian standing silent in the rain. It's insane. Isn't that kind of like that one uh, Waylon Jennings song? I was a red man. I was proud. I was strong. Then came the white man and you stole away my home. Now I am a wooden Indian standing silent in the rain. Whatever. It's just like, he's fired up. And then, nah, 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 nah. Man. Damn. Couldn't get away with this song now. Why couldn't you? <laughs> Just because of that line right there. I guess. You know what I think more and more, though? What? No one, no one cares. What an Indian standing silent in the rain. My grandfather's father, we gonna rise again. The I love way, John Denver. The only way people would care about this now is if John Denver was like an open, like overt asshole. Like if Matt Lauer sang this, before, let's say Matt Lauer before he got caught, right? Matt Lauer sang this song, people would be like, fuck you. Because yeah. they, they don't oh. like him. People just didn't like him already. Because you're like a smug, pretentious prick. But, right, but wouldn't they say now, they would say, John Denver, you have no business writing from the perspective of a Native American, it's disrespectful. I think if he owned it, if he was like, I'm not trying to do anything out here other than, than express something, then I think that for the most part, that would be a, a, a very vocal minority. Okay, I'm going to write my entire next record from the perspective of a Native American. If you want to. See how to. it goes. <laughs> well, is that what you want to do? No. See, there you go. I don't think you want to do it. If you wanted to do it, then it would be different than it. Because <laughs> I'd already be like, let's see. Uh, what are Native, like a white man, a white man would be like, what are Native American chords? Probably a B. What about, what about Kaliga? <laughs> Who? Kalijah. What's that? You know that song by Charlie Pride, Kalijah? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we played this before, right? We talked about this in the, probably the last podcast. The one that goes, Poor Kalijah, don't know what he did. Poor Kalijah, don't know what he missed. Is it any wonder that his face is red? Poor This is one of the greatest performances of all time, I think, honestly. This right here, this live from 75. Ira Hayes was a song about a Native American, too. There were a lot of songs about Native Americans back then. Yeah. Because there was still a hope back then. Oh, yeah. He does something on this this version. He doesn't do any recording. It's like this whistle thing. You'll hear. Oh my God! Ridiculous. The best just happened. What the fuck's going on here? Are you hearing that? Probably the is it the uh, what do you call it? The... 
the best word I'm looking for? The internet? That fucking steel. Yeah, I already noticed that steel because it did that weird descending oh, thing at the beginning. I just listen to this song over and over again just to piss off Brit. Like after two beers, I just listen to this on repeat. I did it one night like 12 <laughs> times. Just over and over again. Collision. Collision. Has she ever done that to you? No, she'd never. <laughs> if there was a band that she was going to do that to you with, well, who would it be? Maybe um, The Cure, maybe Depeche mm-hmm. Mode. Maybe, um, maybe yeah, what's it called? What's Sushi, Sushi and the Banshees, maybe? Sure. Yeah. I like the way you gave like the pronunciation of Susie, like the actual yeah. feel of the... Speaking of Native Americans, the... The Sioux, the Sioux, the Susie Sioux, and the, yeah. Sp- Susie and the uh, Banshee spells Susie. her name Susie, I S I O U X, like, Sioux. Uh, like the C. Indian yeah. tribe. Like the tribe. The Sioux Nation. Are you Indian at all, Chris? You Native American at all? Uh, you, Na- you American Indian? Native American Indian? No, I, 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 I am. I think I'm a, almost a hundred percent Irish. And Irish. That's why I went to the skin doctor today. You did? Did you get a skin skin cancer I got a, check? She took. Yeah, she took a big chunk of my shoulder a, out. You mean a biopsy? Yeah. Did they, was it for a specific thing or just? Yeah. A, oh, really? A so freckle got, that she didn't like the looks of. You got a warning freckle? She just saw this freckle and she said it looks like a. Looks like Richard Nixon. You know how like a melanoma, <laughs> like the worst looking, you know, melanoma is like the worst kind of skin cancer. Yeah, is it? But it starts out sometimes looking like an odd freckle, like an odd, and with a dark part. Isn't like, it look, uh, what's it called? Now? It looks asymmetrical, right? Yeah, I just thought it was a freckle. I mean, it, doesn't, it has no texture to it, but she was like, oh, I think still that's an odd, that's something that could develop into something. I'm Anita Horgoth. Buck melanoma. Molly Russell's wart. Oh, what's that from? Uncle Buck. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. When he he says that a million times, but mm-hmm. she has that big growth. Not her wart. Not her wart. wart. I'm I'm the wart. She's my tumor, my my growth, my uh, my pimple. I'm Uncle Wart. Just old Buck Wart Russell. That's what they call me. Or uh, melanoma head. So <laughs> yeah, melanoma is like the worst. The God worst thing. Damn it, uh, Uncle. So you don't you don't have it though? They tell I you don't you have melanoma. I mean, I I would not. No, I don't know for certain. But they this could you. be pre. I mean, she took a pretty pretty good sized chunk out they of my shoulder. Did you stitch it up? No, she cauterized it. I Ooh, think. do you just smell it? Not really. I was just. I I was too busy telling her my life story against. What did you tell she her? Was, <laughs> I was just telling her bullshit about. What did you tell her? Like I said, I used to. She's from New York. I was like, I used to live in New York. And what did you guys did you just talk about? Like coffee shops and restaurants and stuff. I just talked about just like I actually said it in a way where I was like, you know, I, I don't need to. I haven't been there in forever. I don't know why I said it. Like I just came out of New York. Like I just, I guess I'm just. I, I feel like an idiot because she just came from New York. You like know, New York City. Yeah, and I was like bragging. You know, it's like when you yeah. you lived in New York, it's like saying you. We're in Nam or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you say it like that. You're like, yeah. well, I lived in New York, too. I lived there. Yeah, in the, the 90s. Uh, like, the piss. Oh, shit. The good old piss smell. Oh, shit. You must be one of the toughest people in the world. <laughs> you must be a visual artist. <laughs> Before it was gentrified. Gentrification. Assimilation. Procrastination. Intoleration, gentrification, intoleration, 
Concentration. Concentration. It's like constipation. Sometimes it feels like masturbation. All this gentrification. It's an intoleration. And a calcification. Oh, intoleration. And a calcification. And intoleration. And a calcification. There should be only one nation. And I prefer it to be my, my, more like the streets. The nation of the streets. The real streets, not the fake streets with the bone broth and the Basquiat. Yeah, the Basquiat. <laughs> Don't tell me about Basquiat. I, I know already. I've seen every documentary and they all got Johnny Depp in them. They do, don't they? Yeah, let's ask Flea about John Basquiat. <laughs> it, was a, it was crazy to see I, him on the scene, man. I could never, I would never, I wouldn't play bass the way I play bass if it weren't for John Basquiat. Basquiat. When I watched, saw one of his paintings, I used to play bass like a like a regular bass player, and then I saw one of Basquiat's paintings, and now that's why. I'd... Thank you for calling Whole Foods Market. <laughs> In an effort to provide quality service, your call may be monitored or recorded for, for training purposes. Is it? It's not, you are invited to participate in a satisfaction Basquiat. survey right. immediately following uh, your call. If you would like to participate is. in the phone Basquiat. survey, please press 1. I think the greatest thing that can happen to you is that people please forget your Please stay on the line after your customer service agent has Man, ended the call, and you will be automatically oh, connected to the John. survey. Oh, the survey should oh, only God. take a minute to complete. Do you notice that everyone wants you to take surveys now? Every company was like, Thank you for calling Whole Foods Market Customer Care. This is Romac. May I have your first and last name, please? Hi, my first name is Jean-Michel. Um, well, John, John, Michelle. I'm calling, I was going to see if you had me the, uh, this, uh, new charcoal-infused quinoa, uh, Basquiat bone broth in stock. Charcoal-infused? Yeah, charcoal, it's charcoal-filtered or infused, I can't remember. I think it might be tangerine oil as well, but it's definitely, uh, the, bo the brand is called Basquiat, and it's bone broth. Uh, can you spell that one for me, please? Bone broth or Basquiat mm. or tangerine? All right. Which one do you want me to spell? Uh, the Basquiat and the Bomba. Basquiat, I think it's spelled B-A-S-Q-U-I-A-T. Any product with Basquiat, right. I'll buy it, though. So if it has Basquiat on it, I will buy it. Well, and obviously, right. I can't buy it on the, on the phone, can I? No, the price, but now we cannot uh, take and um, grocery orders on yeah. or on the, over the phone. I know, I'm just checking. But, um, I'm with Chris Crofton. You know Chris Crofton? No. Okay, I work for him. Out. I'm just calling on his behalf. Uh, I see. He has a great album that came out recently, so it's... Well, album? You can't hear him drinking, but I can. Yeah, I do pies, but I still breaking here. Um, can you repeat that? Basquiat, uh, B-A-S-Q-U-I-A-T-Z. Or it's just B-A-S-Q-U-I-A-T, Basquiat. It could be a chocolate, mm -hmm. it could be a, um, a protein powder, or it could be a bone broth. And can you provide me the store nearest you? The uh, store nearest me would be the Pasadena on Arroyo. It's that two-story one that's really nice. Mm -hmm. I yeah. see. Where are you guys located? Well, for that one, sir, I do pause, but we could provide that information. Oh, I'm just going to say the general area, like the, what, like, 500-mile radius are you guys in, like, weather-wise? Um, 
Yes, there's a Dupayas here. Oh, what's that? I didn't hear you. What, what, where are you guys at? Uh, Dupayas, but I still cannot provide, even if uh, us. He apologizes. Why not? Oh, for security purposes. Oh, I'm just curious. Oh, security, okay. I just want to know, like, what what the weather's like, you know. Are you guys in the southeast, Mm. northwest, north, northeast, southwest, southeast? Um. It's not that hard. What about, what did you have for lunch? For lunch? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm just curious. It's already, <clears throat> it's already past lunch. Right, but what what did you have for lunch? Um, you know, uh, when, uh, when yeah. that was the time. Yeah, I didn't take one. Oh, you should have. Why didn't you? Oh, for um, financial. <laughs> Where was it? That's not good. I'm not happy about that. Yeah, I'm also uh, the, my wallet status malnourished. Right now. Well, uh... What was that? Yeah, uh... Okay. Let me just check here one moment. If you can't find it, it's okay. I can always check online. I might I might have heard the ad wrong. I'm just a real fool when it comes to Boscat branded uh, products, so sometimes I just invent them. Just check for one moment. Oh, I just remembered something. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. You can put me on a brief hold if you need to. I just realized what what's going on here. And that is a uh, chocolate, correct? Uh, it could be. Anything that comes up under the name Basquiat is, is satisfied to me. I mean, I'll, I'll put cash in the barrelhead for that. All right. Uh, okay, uh, let me go further uh, check deeper okay. here so on much. our product pages. Please stay in the line. I'll be placing the call on hold. Okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. You know, I just realized he's going to quickly commit suicide. <laughs> you know, I just realized though. Do I realize why he didn't take lunch? Why? Because he works for Amazon. I can't fucking figure out what's going on. Okay. All I know is if this is a customer service guy, I can't understand a damn thing he's saying. And I don't mean because of the accent. I just mean. Well, it's it's everything. Word choice, the whole works. How? Make a song this, can you? But you can't hear this, can you? Can you hear? Yeah, it? I can hear. Okay. It. Yeah. Is this like Judy? What's her name? <laughs> I was working customer service, and this guy called up and said a bunch of stuff to me. But he said it so And I nice. didn't know what he was saying, so I said a bunch of stuff to him. And then like- I put him on a brief hold. I got my belt off and put it around a beam, <laughs> and I... <laughs> Is this sending the clowns? <laughs> and I hung myself in sector four of the warehouse. You'll <laughs> be shipped in piecemeal to people across he the country. He wouldn't stop saying Basquiat. This whole music is pretty fresh, actually. If one more white person calls me up about bone broth, I'm going to end it all in sector four of the warehouse. I wish there were more beams in here. Because <laughs> I'd like to do it in front of everybody. But I have to go to the loading dock. Because they have the best beams there. Now I'm taking off my belt. Oh. Yeah, no problem. 
DuPois for that one. But uh, DuPois, but uh, we don't have the uh, product basket. But I can provide you the uh, phone number of Pasadena. No problem. I love that number. All right. Let me just check this one. Their uh, store. One mm -hmm. moment. All right, so their phone number, uh, yep. have, uh, all right, so the number is 626. Yeah, great number, yeah. 351-5994. Uh-huh. 5994. Nine, nine, what? 994. Nine, nine, 5994, okay. Thank you so much. No problem. Okay. Man. Is there anything else? Um, that's it. Peace to my people on Earth. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye now. Oh, Christ. <laughs> That's really what we call. That's what you call digging in the dirt. Holy fuck! I, that guy. The reason, Chris, what I realized is that he works for. I was. I was called Whole Foods just now, but that means yeah. he works for Amazon because Amazon oh, yeah. owns Whole Foods. He literally just told me. Did you hear, understand what he said? He said he didn't take a lunch break for financial reasons. Oh my god! Did he? <laughs> Holy I couldn't hear. Fucking shit! That's because you know about this stuff, right? Now, how Amazon is basically. There's all these people who are essentially, I mean, it's it's slave-like, uh, I don't know if I'd call it slave conditions, but essentially people have to like piss in bags and stuff or piss or wear diapers because they can't take bathroom breaks, let alone a lunch break. That guy just so calmly said that, and I just, I always forget that Whole Foods is owned by Amazon. I saw a documentary about Amazon, and uh, Flea was in it, and he said he couldn't play bass if it wasn't for Amazon. <laughs> the Bezos? Bezos looks kind of like a bass player, doesn't he? Yeah. Looks like the kind of guy he'd be. I bet he has a band. I bet Jeff he makes Bezos? every, like, yeah, he probably has, like, a party every year where he makes everybody listen to his... Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos is actually an accomplished... Jeff Bezos, is, you know what? I gotta say, honestly, he's actually pretty good. To be honest, um, it's actually yeah, yeah, he's actually very good. Actually, have you, you know heard what? him uh, do a cover of uh, of uh, uh, "Addicted to Love" at the annual corporate party? He's very good. Have you ever seen that one? That famous one of the uh, the people. This is like before people it was aware that this is before most people had phones or ability to record stuff easily. Yeah. There's one of a guy singing, um, what's that U2 song? What? What's that U2 song? It's like a one love. Oh, one, okay, one. Is it one yeah, love? one. It's by U2, it's called right? called one, yeah. Okay, so one check this love, out. One art, one life, you gotta do what you should. So there's this guy at this corporate retreat. Oh, it's really bad. It's this guy at a corporate retreat who's playing guitar, and he's he's. It's one like these two banks merged, and he's singing like one bank. Oh yeah, oh, I was about to think it's easy to do. Yeah, like that. That's a good song for like subbing in like corporate references. Oh man, it's almost here. It is. This is it. Bank of America. One box, one shipping rate. Like that kind of. <laughs> this is it. Been so impressed with your results to date, and they've listened to the plan hard business. And had Fast forward it. Oh my God, it's so good, Chris. It's I'm ridiculous. sure it sounds already. That's terrifying. The whole idea. This, this guy's wearing a tie, literally. This has got to be scary. <laughs> 
gets good. Why is he singing like a medieval person? Oh, God. Just wait. Just wait. Two great companies come together. Man. I'm glad I'm going to die soon. <laughs> One bank. <laughs> One car. <laughs> This is old. This is like from 2011, man. Wow. But it never gets bad. This is, they've tried to bury this so many times. What does he look times. like? Can you show him on the, can you put that like on the screen? It's really basic. It's just a guy in a white shirt, you know. And someone playing guitar with him who's wearing a tie on stage. Employees, his employees, all the employees in the audience have like these, like, smiles that look like... <laughs> Like, well, I have a like you know when you run out of this is what you know what have you ever heard of this? Well, if you have um uh, uh scurvy, if you get scurvy, yeah? there's this thing called the rictus smile. No fucking in way. the late stages of scurvy, there are right? a couple of amazing things that happen during scurvy. In late scurvy, you become incredibly homesick. Homesick? As like a specific you become um especially prone to longing. Whether it's homesick or for a lost love. That or, seems like one of those things where you can't get scurvy unless you're homesick. You know what <laughs> you, I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's like a double whammy. Like, <laughs> so it's like, uh, so, yeah, chicken, not only. you're already, chicken or the egg right Yeah, there, you're right? already that's homesick. Like, yeah. yeah, so who knows? Yeah, like, if it was another emotion. Oh, I'm so far away right. from home. I can't believe yeah, it. you're right. You're right. Ah, so I can like, use a lemon so bad. <laughs> I just want a fucking lemon. That's all I want is a lemon. So there's this or thing called a rictus smile. And a rictus smile is what happens. Your face is forced into this grin by just by muscle spasms from lack of citrus or what a lack of vitamin C. C. So the the I know about this from reading about the HMS Terror. The guys Ooh. who the, the, you know the boat that got oh stranded. Oh my god, and, that was one of the greatest things I ever watched. But those guys were fucking alive for like a year dying. Yeah. And they were wandering around you know wearing whatever their crazy English Fucking 19th century outfits. Yeah, those and these, 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 the the Inuit who look have looked the same for centuries were like these. So basically, some guys dressed up as steampunk showed up on their shore right. and starved to death over the period of a year, and had enough food, I think, like, but no citrus. So they yeah. were just like sort of alive, but they were like, and the the Indi the Inuit said that a lot of the guys had, like, they would go on to the, sh the Inuit, like, because they were, like, coming to the Inuits and being like, give me some food, right. and they were like, fuck, this guy's, like, smiling, and wow. why is he smiling? And so, like, they were, like, their skin was, like, black, and they were, had these fake smiles on their faces from lack of citrus. Weird, and so the Inuit that. were Yeah, Inuit were dealing with these, like, zombies, basically, wearing, like, uh, red coat outfits. And, Did you uh, watch that show? I don't know, but I don't know if I had the same show, but... The AMC one? I don't know terror? if I had the same show. <laughs> Scurvy Smile. Rictus. Oh, good yeah. God. This is a great thing to Google. So I bet that the the audience of that guy singing one about a bank merger mm -hmm. had Rictus Smiles on Probably. their face. Uh, I don't, this is a bad Google by far. Rictus Smile? So you read the book, but you haven't seen the show. I think I've seen one show. I mean, I've seen a documentary, I think. There's a show AMC made one last year, two years ago, called, I think it's called Terror. And it's... Oh, it's a like a acted out show. Yeah, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, really? It's I only watch, like, I, I'm so, like, weird about... I only If I've seen a documentary and then it's a dramatized version of it, I'm always, like, even though it's 
And then when I watch them, I usually like them. But before, I'm all stubborn about it. It's I'm called, always like, I don't want to watch that. I've seen the documentary. It's called The Terror, and it's on. it was on AMC. It was a miniseries. Okay, I'll watch it then. And it's just like fucking goddamn amazing. It's so good. Everything about it's great. Everything, Every single thing about it is perfect, I feel like. Some of the few things where I just was... I can't get enough of this. I just think it's incredible that the Inuit were like chilling out, like because they know what the fuck they're doing, and they're oh, not yeah. idiots that go to some other part of the world where they're wearing like, like buckled shoes and shit in the snow. And the the Inuit are like wearing their fur and eating like raw fish and shit. And those guys are coming around being like, "Do you have any fruit?" Well, those guys made a mistake. They had been through there before. <laughs> they made a mistake, and they went. They tried to overwinter. And they also tried to sail out of there. So I like imagining, yeah. like, at the last minute, these guys with black skin and Rick DeSmiles, who can't stop talking about home, drove, like, drove their boat, like, 500 yards and then sank. Like, that must have been the darkest Oh my 500. Because they sank really near where they tried to, they tried wow. to sail out of there, but they found the boat, like, you know, it didn't make it very yeah. far. Did you ever read that book, the, uh, what's it called? The, the one about the Antarctic expedition? About Shackleton's. Shackleford. I've looked at those mummies more times than I've looked oh, at my really? own mother. There's a I've book. Got... <laughs> there's a book I talk about all the time, but it's one of like the greatest. It's probably my, the greatest things I've ever read. Let me put it this way. Yeah. Every time I go to my YouTube account, they show me pictures of. I'm looking at like screen grabs of Shackleford's uh, mummies. Shackleton? Like the, the, Shackleford or Shackleton? Whoever they are. I'm looking at like. I, I, I watch morbid stuff. Um, Shackleton is. The book's called Endurance. It was read, read by, um, written by um, this guy, Alfred Lansing. God, it's the greatest story of all time, in the history of time. You could write a song about it right now. Give me a lime. <laughs> Give me a lime. I'm missing my home so bad. Give me a lime. Or drop me a line, either one. <laughs> Just give me a line, or drop me a line, or something. Hey, Inuit man. Inuit man. Do you have a line? I'll trade you my buckled shoe. I'm changing my buckled shoe. You can have my snuff box too. Just give me a lime or else drop me a line from my mom. Have you seen my mom? Your mom is dead. <laughs> hey, Inuit man. Yes, what do you need? Give me a lime. Call them that, and I can't stop saying it. Is there another word for lime that I don't know about that would make you give me a lime? Do you want some fish? Oh! <laughs> There's plenty of them. I need a lime. I'll trade you my buckled shoe and my snuff box and my musket and my and my pantaloons. Just give me a lime, or else tell me about my mom. I miss her so much. Hey, have you ever not had fish for a while and missed your mom more than ever before? I'm gonna get in my boat and drive it 500 yards and go cluck, 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 cluck. Fuck. I felt like I was there. 
Chris, that's a Snyder song you should have on your <laughs> next record. <laughs> Podcast Network.